0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DCU Soccer Podcast. I'm here again with James from DC United Kingdom. Say hi, James. Hello, hello. And yeah, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was some uh, like news and, and conversations happening in the community. The first thing is that the pro referees actually came out and said that the final goal in our 3-3 draw against the Chicago Fire was actually not a goal. Because it should have been marked offside, which I found interesting. But yeah, so what do you think of that? Um, it's a bit odd uh, coming from a
1: UK point of view, because um, we wouldn't have that happen over here. So you don't hear about the referees ever after the game. So it's uh, always nice to hear the Pro Referee Association coming out with stuff like this. But when it's against and goes against your team it leaves a bit of taste in the mouth and it's nice to see that they're willing to admit that they were wrong but uh yeah i mean it was offside there's a reason why they've got var it's to be used i'm just amazed it wasn't checked out
0: yeah i mean i agree i think it was kind of close a close call but yeah i guess the reason why we we see it here more often is because we do have var and we do have that system in place to make sure that stuff like this does not happen I do also think that Jalen Robertson should have been in a better position. However, but oh, yeah. but still, it's still upsetting. We could have gotten three points, which could have made a big difference in you know our season and stuff. So
1: yeah, yeah, it could have really kicked on
0: for uh, for that game against San Jose. Yeah, so I don't have anything else to say about that. It's kind of disappointing, but what can yeah. you do? Exactly, it's it, when this decision's
1: been made and it's gone. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you know. As long as they learn from these mistakes, then that's that's a good thing. So they don't carry on making these mistakes. But I think at the moment we're seeing it happen far too often.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think we, I I do have some faith, uh, some very little, I guess, in the referee <laughs> uh, situation because when we did have that call, actually f- I guess for us in the Columbus game, uh, we yeah. referee Ted Uncle. He has. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has been anything but a fourth official uh, oh, since wow. then. Yeah, so cuz I've seen him in like a couple of games as the fourth official but nothing Yeah, I haven't seen him as the head ref and I don't think I think if if he was we would have heard as well but
1: Yeah, yeah. to be honest, yeah, I think we would have. Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, so I think they do they do take this stuff seriously yeah. and I also did hear a rumor this is may not be true but I heard on a rumor on like Twitter or something that the person in charge of that call was actually let go. So Really? Uh, yeah, I did hear that. I mean again, I can't confirm it, but I heard that and so It seems like they're taking it pretty seriously. It seems like like it probably wasn't their first issue if they were literally fired immediately, but... yeah. Yeah, so anyway, let's move on from that kind of uh, stuff and let's talk a little bit about the men's national team friendly tomorrow um, at Audi Field against Jamaica. Yeah, uh, it's good to see it's at Audi Field and uh,
1: getting DC back on the map with the uh, national team anyway.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think we will see uh Paul Ariola, a DC United player obviously. Definitely a named probably at least in the in the 18. I think this game is going to be used as a Gold Cup like tune-up as well as to see if some of the players can fight for a position. So, yeah. I'm kind of assuming Ariola is in like the, the you know, maybe one or or maybe uh, second in the depth chart, but so hmm. I, I'm assuming we'll see him and I think he's done pretty well with the national team so far Yeah, and yeah I'm kind of excited about that I won't be going but I'm definitely going to watch it
1: yeah it's a, it's going to be hopefully an entertaining one because uh, mm-hmm. I know uh, Jamaica generally have some quick plays on the field so hopefully there'll be a bit of pace because uh, you know what friendlies like they generally will fizzle out in the second half but hopefully that'll keep things going I probably to be honest I probably won't watch it Um
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, you could catch it on replay or something, but I'm sure there'll be highlights of you know if any if anything Ariola does or anything like that. yeah, I'm pretty excited about this and excited about our position in the gold cup. Um, we I mean, obviously we have a new coach. We have pretty much this is gonna be one of the first times with, I would think like a full like pretty much a full roster. We haven't played yeah. with that in I don't even know how long I guess since we didn't qualify. But, yeah, it'll be nice to see Pulisic come back uh, and play alongside Adams and McKenney. We haven't yeah. seen enough of that, I don't think. I think that's going to be a really key thing for this team, as well as seeing, you know, Areola, of course, and, and the, yeah. a lot of the, the key pieces all together, finally. And and maybe we'll be able to, to actually pull this Gold Cup out.
1: Yeah, uh, it'll be great to see USA back um, doing well on the international stage after obviously what happened in the uh, World Cup qualifications. So fingers crossed you
0: guys do well. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think we can move on to the San Jose versus DC United game. We yeah. tied them 1-1 in a kind of, I thought it was an entertaining match. I thought it was yeah. um, definitely more so than some of the games we played this year. But, yeah, I think, yeah, do you want to start out by talking about, you know, maybe uh, Russell Canals coming out in the first half?
1: Yeah, that was. Um, I still haven't seen what the heck happened to him. Cause, uh, as far as I, got, I could tell from the comment uh, from the commentary, he, he came off injured. Um, I, I, have you managed to see anything about if he was actually
0: injured or not? Yeah, so it seemed like he rolled his ankle at some point during yeah. that that first half. But but yeah, he came off pretty early in the match, and uh, yeah. I think everyone was kind of concerned, but. Yeah. I think he'll be all right if it's just, you know, uh, yeah. a rolled ankle. But...
1: Yeah, because obviously that, after he came off, then we had to uh, do a formation change, didn't we? We had to uh, revert back to our 4-2-3-1. Because uh, Areola moved to
0: uh, central midfield, didn't he? He did. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. I don't remember qu- uh, quite if we've shifted then. But yeah, cause I think. But yeah, Bam, I do Bam. remember that Ariola coming to central midfield.
1: Yeah, because Birnbaum then shifted to left-back for a short period of time. Uh, and then you had Jalen Robinson, Fred Berlant, and who did we have? At, who the heck did
0: we have? Because right Hara back? came in.
1: Yes, he did, uh, yeah. As yeah, so Har- yeah, so he came in at right-back. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure we went to the four-two-three-one, 3 one and I still don't like seeing Ariola in mid- central midfield. It just doesn't seem right. I think Segura should have been back there, but you know we've we talked about that on the last episode. But I managed to get the uh, score prediction right. Yeah, you did. You got uh, yeah. one one. Yeah, sure... got a bang on, which I was quite pleased in a way that I actually managed to predict that. But I do feel like in the in the second half we could have actually walked away with a win on that one, because so we started to play a heck of a lot better in the second half because the first half felt DC of old, where we was just slow. We just didn't seem to be at the game really but then the second half we came out and we had that sense of urgency we were pressing again and i feel like after the first goal went in we could have actually quite easily nicked another time another goal and i feel like we um had var going against us again in that game
0: absolutely i mean there was that one where uh there was pretty pretty relatively i guess obvious handball and that was not even gone to to var uh but i mean as a uh, like just coming into the match I thought we did pretty well we had a couple chances in the first 15-20 minutes uh, yeah it was I think we kind of like uh suffered a little bit when when we had to shift Areola back to like into the central midfield Segura stayed up top uh but yeah, yeah I mean losing Knauss is usually never good so yeah we had to we had to get through a, a game without him but yeah I thought we had a total of 15 shots in the whole game with five on target, which seems like an improvement. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: And then we had, um, and then Burbaugh and his head injury. Oh, that was, that was sickening. Um, but I managed to, I've seen some pictures of him on Instagram where he seems to be all right. So hopefully he's, uh, he'll be back ready for the next game. But yeah, that did, were you at the game on, um, on Saturday, on Sunday? Whenever it yeah, was. Yeah, I was there. I yeah. was there. Did you manage to did you see what happened with Bam Bam or did you see the extent of that injury?
0: I remember like see yeah, obviously I saw them both of the players go up. I remember yeah. him going down and I remember like I heard something weird. I think it was the collision. Yeah. And then I saw like a little bit of blood and then people kind of like got right on him, so Yeah. Uh, and then I saw Brilliant basically tell Bennelson they needed a sub immediately, and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This does not look good at all. But they did say no. that he passed his concussion protocol, so he didn't have a oh, concussion. Good. But that he required like twelve or fifteen stitches, so yeah, 15. that's not good. It was a lot of blood.
1: Yeah, so saw it on um, on TV, and they just they saw him just go straight down, and he's just there holding his head, and his just his face is just completely covered in blood. And then they switched over to Ben Olsen, and he just literally he's facing the bench. He can't even look. He looked absolutely distraught and yeah I mean it was just it was horrible and then yeah Alice I said on the uh, pictures on Instagram you can actually see the stitches in his uh, forehead so in the in the place it was I'm not surprised there was so much blood but thankful that he did as you said passed his um concussion protocol and he's actually all right
0: yeah absolutely I think I don't think that the the challenge there was necessarily that bad but it did seem yeah. very like kind of careless kind of like you know I, I think i tweeted around that time that like the referee had kind of lost control of the game and people were yeah. you know kind of throwing themselves maybe a little bit extra than you would if the referee had like i don't know showed a card
1: <laughs> yeah well, but, well yeah. That, that that's another another uh, talking point um with the uh, showing the cards thing Did you see see about where he showed uh, a what he thought was the second yellow card to one of the San Jose players and then the red card and then had to immediately rescind that red card because he realized that it was his first yellow card.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was cheering because I was like, oh, it's a red, but um, yeah. it ended up not,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just, and then there was the times where, I mean, this referee, he had an absolute appalling game. So there was a couple of times where Rooney Ru- was complaining about the distance the wall was away, because uh, he was counting seven, eight yards, he wasn't going to the full ten, and it was just it was bizarre, because again, surely someone could just have a little word in his ear, just like, yeah, you haven't gone the full ten yards, you might want to remeasure that it's just, I just can't believe it, that it's national TV, it's a professional match, and the referee was doing doing things like that, where you can't count the amount of yellow cards is given to a player you can't count to the right amount of yards the wall needs to be away i would love to see another apology from the uh pro referee association again for this because i i feel like we deserve it
0: yeah for sure and and the, especially with the the distance it wasn't like it just uh was like the first time it was happening consistently and i think that's what yeah. was upsetting rooney and and he had a lot of words with the ref even yeah. after the game and i i, I witnessed like after the game, Ben Olsen basically pulling Rooney away from the the refs who were being escorted off with the uh, security. So yeah, I yeah, that. that was uh, interesting for sure. But yeah, very very frustrating and very yeah. very much like pretty basic stuff you got to do. You got to control the game. You've got to you know count the right amount of yards <laughs> and stuff like that. You know.
1: Yeah, it's and when you've got the person who's running the Pro Referee Association, Howard Webb, who was a top referee over in the uk i mean it's not like it's just someone who hasn't done refereeing or has only done it part-time or whatever it's someone who is at the top of the refereeing game you'd think when you've got someone like that in charge that that would filter down and actually you know have an influence over the referees who are doing this week in week out.
0: yeah for sure the amount of issues at this point is kind of like because I mean, everyone complains about the refs, but this is getting yeah. to the point where it's it's for both teams. Things people yeah. are getting hurt. You know, it, a lot of challenges are sloppy. People are trying to fight at the end of the game, stuff like that. It's just, it's not, it's not, it's not safe. You know, and yeah. that's one of the main responsibilities of of a referee is to keep control so the players are safe, of uh, stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we can talk a little bit about uh, the San Jose goal where I would say Robinson pretty much left his mark. uh, Wando at the back post, which sounds familiar, I guess, having (laughs) that back post uh, infiltrated, but
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where it's actually consistently on the left back. But for me, what I would love to see is not to have the left back exposed so often, I'm actually having the crosses prevent him from coming in because if you can prevent the cross coming in, then the attacker's is never going to get a chance on goal. But if it does get through there, then yes, we do need to be a lot better. I, I think it was Burnaby who played him on side as well. Cause I think uh, wonder was actually ahead of Robinson at the time. So a couple of things that
0: could be improved, but you know, the man's going to do the marking for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. I think we all wanted to get the early goal, especially since we did come out. We had a couple of shots on goal yep. and yeah, but we, yeah, we went down 1-0 and we went into the half. We came out, you know, doing okay. We were, yep. we were getting some more chances again and yeah, let's talk about the goal that we got back to end up tying it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucho Acosta back at it again, two games in a row. Who would have thought that uh, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, it was a lovely little goal from him. No arguments with me. Um, I think Acosta a couple of times looked like he was um having a little bit of a temper tantrum uh, when he lost the ball, but he showed us in the second half that you know what, he still got the skills, he still got the passion. And yeah, I was just really pleased with how how we took the goal. So yeah, like I said, no complaints from me, and it's great to see Acosta banging two two games in a row now.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was a uh, like. Uh, he picked up the ball after it was spilled out by the keeper, but he had to yeah. be in the right place. He had to notice what was going to happen, and I think he did a great job to just put that ball back into the net Yeah, very calmly.
1: I'll tell you what, there was a hell of an effort for Harrah, though. That was a yeah. hell of a long... See, I think it wasn't that long beforehand where he hit another long-range effort and tested the keeper out, which was... it's good to see that he's got a good long-range effort on him. It'll be uh, nice to see him do that more often.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I want to see more is taking those chances, even if you are a little bit outside the box. Like We're at a place where most of our games we don't have that many shots or many shots on goal even. And so being a little bit more liberal with like, yeah, just try something, see if, you know, yeah, the keeper might spill it or it might go in. It might be a crazy shot, you know. A lot of times you don't necessarily know. And I think if we continue to take a little bit more chances, maybe 20 or 30% more, we could see, yeah, more shots on goal, more more goals. Yeah, well, that's it. If you don't have the, the attempts, you're never going to score, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think there's been a couple of games where we've, you know, come out and there's only been one or two shots on goal. And, you know, that's great when one of them are goal, but, yeah. you know, you can't count on that 50% conversion all the time. Yeah, and, and Hara does have a really good long-range shot. I, I think I, I've definitely seen him do that a couple of times, and, it usually is is it's not always like the ball you see looks like it goes out the stadium you know it's <laughs> it's sometimes pretty decent and and yeah. I think he's he, he's he's pretty good at that yeah uh, but absolutely.
1: yeah um, I was just going to mention about um, towards the end of the game where Moreno had that volley as well which looked absolutely spectacular and was just a great
0: save from that keeper again so he had a, that keeper had a decent game in the end. Yeah, he did. He saved he saved a a decent amount of stuff. Yeah, I, I I've seen Miranda do that like once or twice I think this season, and and hmm. he's definitely got that on him for sure. And he's very dangerous when when the ball comes out like that to him. Yeah, and I also thought he did pretty well in the game as, as a whole. I think he's always yeah. one of the players that is maybe you don't necessarily notice all the time, but he's always linking up between the defense and the and the offense, and so incredibly important and i thought he did a great job
1: yeah and i tell you who else who i was impressed with again for another game um in his little run that he's had is segura i thought he played he played very well um and he actually made it into
0: the team of the week on the bench this week uh yeah he did for sure i saw that and yeah that was pretty it's pretty nice to always have a dc player on there but yeah i was really happy to see that so we get some representation i mean he had those two goals in the Chicago game and yeah, he played pretty yeah. well. So I'm yeah. glad that he well, got the, the nod. Yeah, long may it continue. Okay, cool. Anything else about the San Jose game?
1: No, I think we've uh, had a nice little rant about the referees. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. remind me.
1: Yeah, uh, but I'm,
0: I'm happy with uh, what we've chatted about on the uh, San Jose game. Sweet, cool. So I thought after... Uh, Talking about that, we could talk about maybe... So, yeah. So, basically, the season is half over, and we have a couple weeks off, which is nice. We're in the top three. You know, we're not doing that bad. Yep. But we probably should be doing better with the amount of talent and the amount of investment that's happened in our squad. However, I'm curious a couple things. Basically, like, your first thoughts on those couple comments and then maybe we can get into some, you know, transfer stuff for the next window and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the season as it's gone so far, yeah, as you said, we're in the top three.
1: I looking at the table, there obviously there is other teams who've got game games at hand against us, which does worry me a little bit because when you look at the actual the conference at the moment, actually we yeah we're in second at the moment on twenty seven points, but we've played seventeen games. You've got Atlanta who've turn their season around. They've got two games on hand on us, uh, as well as uh, the Red Bulls. You've got NYCFC, who, again, they've started to turn their season around as well. They've only played 13 games and they're only seven points behind, so they could overtake us. And then you've got Toronto in seventh who finished off the playoffs, who were on 18 points and played 14. So there's potential for us to drop a couple of places, which isn't great, but... From when you look at sort of the overall statistics where we've only lost four times this season, which when you look at that on paper, out four games out of 17 we've lost, that's not bad. It's just we've had six ties and I think we could could have done a lot better with that. And that's for me, is just through a lack of goals over the last couple of months. And if we had a couple of those go obviously the other way, obviously ifs and buts, but we would be way ahead in the table and we'd be looking towards competing with the likes of LAFC at the top of the supporter shields Um, it's not bad, there's definite room for improvement and I think with the right additions to the squad um, over this uh, summer window I think we could potentially again turn our season around, um, just like the likes of uh, Atlanta and NYCFC have done, and actually push to get finish top of the conference and um, push LAFC for a place at the top of the supporter shield
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, I think those are great points, especially the the thing with, you know, Atlanta and New York having games on hand on us. I mean, yeah, and I think it's also important to realize that Atlanta is really good now. <laughs> they, yeah. they start out rough, but they don't have uh, Barco even right now. He's at the U-20 World Cup, um, yeah. but they still have been playing quite amazingly and have... Eight, I think, clean sheets, and so yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough to to compete with them, especially since they do have games in hand on us. But yeah. same thing with the Red Bulls. I mean, their striker BWP is not even playing right now. He's injured, so yeah. I don't know when they get these players back. Maybe after the break, it could be could be quite hard to compete. So yeah, it's going to be a a, a good end to the season. I think uh,
1: it's certainly going to be tight, and it should actually make for an exciting run into the uh ready for the playoffs
0: yeah for sure Uh, i mean i was just thinking of the like the dc united red bulls game which i guess they'll probably come um, up to new york and so i'll probably go to that yeah and the atlanta dc game which i'm going to be going to in the latter part of july so those should be really exciting and i've also never been to mercedes-benz before so i'm excited to to try that out because it looks i mean amazing and i think Think they're gonna be opening up the the whole stadium, so like really? seventy, yeah, 70 000, 000. Ooh, flip. uh seventy thousand, seventy-two thousand. Flip. I'm assuming so. They don't do it every game, but yep. for that, I'm I'm pretty sure they would.
1: Yeah, it's it is one hell of a stadium. That it just looks absolutely gorgeous, and that rotating roof. What the heck? You just oh, you guys have got some great stadiums over there.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I'm I'm really excited about it. My my dad actually lives down there near near Atlanta, and so he's been to one of the games, and he says it's pretty crazy. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to go to see. You know, I hope I hope a lot of DC fans go to that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to do like a tailgate thing or something. But yeah, yeah. So the, it should be a lot of interesting matches matchups. I think we're gonna have to be fighting a little bit. We're gonna have to yep. really get back on our winning winning ways. Yeah, but yeah, like like you also mentioned, four losses isn't that bad at all. You know, yeah. we we the real thing right now is we have tied a lot of the games that we really should have been winning. I think yeah. the Chicago Fire game we should have given ourselves uh, more of a leeway on either end, either more goals or probably t- tighter defense. Um, yeah, and the San Jose game we really should have done better at home against a San Jose team, but. Yes. So the MLS transfer window, the summer one, is going to be opening up um, in July, July 7th, I believe. And so first off, like, what do you think we need? Like, what are the positions of need like and anything like that? Yeah. So for me, I would love to see us take on
1: another quality striker because we've only got two. We've only got uh, Rooney and uh, Quincy Amariqua at the moment, um, so I would like to see us have add a third striker to the mix. Because not only will that uh, give uh, Quincy a little bit of uh, competition, but also give hopefully Rooney a bit of competition. Because he might, at the moment, see it a bit too easy for him to be in the side all the time. Um, not that you'd want to drop Rooney because he's a bloody good striker, but he needs that bit of competition and that someone breathing down his neck. I'm trying, trying to think who else. Um, I want to inject some pace into the team somewhere, so I'd probably, I'd go for a, another winger as well. Defensively, I don't think we need too much at all. We seem to be fairly solid at the back. Um, I don't want to change that too much. Uh, we've got enough fullbacks now uh, to see us through for years to come. I mean, Morrow's not going to be t- hopefully too much longer. You've got. Adoyachem um, there, uh, you've got Jalen Robinson who can play at full back you've got and uh, you've got Arioli who can cover there potentially Segura uh, Rodriguez who can play as a wing back so I don't think we need anything there but we just need a little bit of pace too so only a couple of additions I reckon but I think with those couple there with pace and another striker I think that would help us Push to uh, clinch that playoff place and hopefully push for a potential supporter shield as well.
0: I agree on the pace part. I think one way that we could do that is a really fast striker like we had last year and Darren Maddox. Yeah. I think I think bringing him on, even if Rooney was still on the field, like was a way to come back into games or fight for a win. Yep. I think that was extremely helpful having someone that fast to come in against you know in the. 80th minute even and and just run against a tired defense and so something like that would be awesome. Uh, as for a winger, there is a lot of rumors about uh, Yamil Assad coming back. Yeah, and so I'm curious what you think about that. I would love to see him back. I think he would be a
1: great great addition to the squad. See, primarily played on the left side, so that would give Rodriguez a bit of competition. Obviously, there's the potential departure of lucho Acosta. Um, which would make way for Assad to come in, and and uh, I think As- having Assad back would be great. It would be great to see him there, uh, but I would love to see him and Acosta in the side again because uh, I think them two worked really well last season.
0: Assad also had some chemistry with uh, Rooney. Uh, we saw a little bit, but but yeah. yeah, I would really like to see this happen. I think I think TT's been been pretty good, but. Yeah. I think having Assad, I mean, we know is going to be great. We know he has been great, and so having them, yeah, little competition, but also, yeah, someone we could bring in late and and know that they uh, are good and can yeah. make some things happen. But yeah, cool. Yeah, yes. you also you also mentioned maybe Acosta leaving. Yeah. Um. So let's say Acosta is sold in this yeah. window. How likely do you think this is, and what do we do if it happens? <laughs> um,
1: I I don't think it's fully likely, mainly just because he's coming towards the end of his contract. If he's going to leave, he'll more than likely be at the end of the season. Um, that's where it's more likely to happen, but if he does leave in this window, then obviously bringing in the would kind of be a nice ready-made replacement for him, but I would love to see Griffin Yao come in a bit more often, I think, and actually fight for fight for a place. Yes, he's only 16 years old, um, but I think that would be uh, an incredible experience for him. And I don't know who would we who else we would bring in as a replacement, to be honest. Because well, I'd, I'd imagine we'd uh, sign Rodriguez on a permanent basis because uh, I think we've got an option to buy him for. I think it's either half a million or one million dollars. I don't think it's an expensive purchase for him. If we do make money from the from an Acosta sale, I think that would be a nice little addition to that. And even signing the Harrow on an opponent basis, I think that would just settle down, settle the team down a little bit more as well. And yeah, it'd be nice to it would be nice to be another central attack midfielder in as well as Assad. Um if Acosta does go, but uh, you know. I don't think it will happen this window. I think we'll end up, if we do lose him, we'll end up losing him on a free transfer at the end of the season, which is going to be the worst case scenario.
0: I think it's possible that we end up selling him this, this window. I don't think it's likely. Yeah. Uh, but the, the real thing about that is if we do end up leave, losing him on a transfer, which means he wouldn't have extended with us, which means we wouldn't have had to pay him, uh, pretty much that much money for the rest of the season so yeah i mean so there's also that money kind of like floating around you know we, we've offered a, a costa you know three million dollars a year or whatever so in theory that money is still available for other yeah. purchases maybe not the full amount uh because you know it's Acosta and he's a quote-unquote sure thing i guess but yeah so there is money and and investments could come and i think this window could be big because we know that he is leaving and that we don't have to offer him that much money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting window for us. Um, I think there might well be quite a lot of eyes, um, looking over us at this window just to see what does happen with us.
0: Yeah. And the one thing that, uh, I have down here is we, if we do, so we've been playing this, you know, three back formation and yeah. I think, Jalen Robinson is is a good depth piece, but I don't necessarily see him being able to start if we, you know, make it into the playoffs. And yeah, I think, you know, Pines is going to come back and stuff like that, but having someone that is maybe uh, a little bit uh, more experienced than, than Robinson and maybe even like, yeah, like older and and has played in a a top flight, but is maybe looking to uh, move on or, or leaving their their team could come in and give us some some really solid depth and maybe even compete for brilliant or you know his spot. So yeah, but if we do end up doing the four two three one more, then it's not as big of a deal because you always have that one that you can bring in from the bench. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if we're doing the three back, it makes sense that we would probably need a little bit more there. Yeah, I totally agree
1: with that. I think yeah, if we start doing the three back, yeah, because we've only got. What I would potentially class as three out and out centre backs. Where you've got Bam Bam, you've got Pint, you've got Brillant Robinson. As you said, is a depth player, so he can play it anywhere across across the back positions. Um, and Diasham as well. He can play it. He can play at centre back. I've I've seen that happen before with him. But I wouldn't say he's an out and out centre back either. So yeah, if we went to the three at the back more often, yeah, I agree. We would need to have somebody else come in to just to give that. bit more depth and a bit of competition as well
0: yeah i agree um but yeah so do we think on the opposite way do you think there's anyone that we would be needing to replace because we've potentially sold them
1: um i don't really see actually anybody leaving to be honest at the moment um if anyone's going to be in the outgoing i think it's just going to be to Loudon on loan if anything yeah right now i can't see anyone leaving Maybe yeah. because we we don't unless ha- unless it's Costa, we don't have a big enough squad to actually warrant people leaving the club right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that that's probably true. I think we will keep our squad for the most part. But there was a lot of rumors linking uh, Chris Durkin to a couple of clubs. Yeah. Um, uh, and there also was a little bit of talk about maybe Moreno getting sold. I mean, I don't really? see too much behind these. Uh, these things, but it's definitely possible, especially with Durkin considering he's not really broken the first the first team. Uh, but, if he yeah. wasn't, if he wasn't at the under twenties World Cup,
1: I think he would be in the starting lineup right now instead of Knauss. Um because I don't Knauss hasn't played well recently uh, in the last couple of games, and we've not had anyone really to replace him with, apart from obviously Ariola filling in there, which. That is just for depth. That's not uh, an out centre midfielder. So I think once uh, USA have finished their tournament, um, I think Durkan might actually get a, sh- uh, a run in the uh, first eleven. To be honest, Well, that's what that's what I would do anyway.
0: Yeah, it's possible. Canouse's form has not been that great, and and yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't hurt to kind of send a message by starting someone else sometimes, and so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he won't get sold. I mean, eventually I think he will, but yeah. probably not in this window. No, he's a he's a very good player, and
1: it will be it would be nice to see him perform well on. Not to say MLS isn't a big stage, but on a bigger stage, of weather, because I've seen rumors of him being linked to the Bundesliga in Germany, it would be great to see him maybe perform on the big stage over there, like Weston McKenney has done. I'd love to see him in the APL though I think that would be great but whether he got would he get a work permit to play there or not that's going to be another matter entirely right now but I would love to see him play on a bigger stage I'd love to see him play on a big stage for DC but you know as it stands at the moment MLS isn't the biggest stage in the world and we shall see what happens hopefully it's not in this window but maybe it's a few windows time
0: yeah for sure Um, cool and I think that's it for transfer stuff unless you had anything else there uh i've got i've not seen anything
1: else at the moment in terms of uh dc rumors anyway i've been uh, just been having a quick look online see if i could find anything but nothing at the moment
0: there's there's some very like sketchy rumors coming out of yeah. like, argentina and stuff but they're so like up and down and there's also like you know people talk about ashley young coming and stuff which i highly doubt
1: yeah i, was, I did talk about that on twitter but looking at it uh, yeah, he's just been made the club captain as well, so I can't see that happening to be honest.
0: Yeah, it so. seems very unlikely. A lot of rumors about former uh, Rooney uh, United teammates coming yeah. over, but I don't really find most of them that like probable, you know. And so
1: yeah, I think The only other one that I've well, I seen that scene was heavily rumored was uh, Antonio Valencia, but again, I can't really see that happening. There was a tweet that, I think it was a tweet that was sent out. Uh, he that sent out about Valencia coming to DC and actually valencia liked that tweet and retweeted it. And that was how that rumor started. But apart from that, that seems to have settled down on that side of things, isn't it? Like I said, Ashley Young has just been made club captain. I that would be an incredibly weird thing to happen, uh, for him to be sold just after he's been made club captain.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think that one is that likely, and I don't think that it would necessarily be that good of a move i don't think he would necessarily fit in that well with Mm. what we have going on right now anyway so yeah yeah cool so that wraps up transfer stuff the one last thing is i just got off uh watching the the u20 world cup and the u.s national team the under 20s we beat out france which was a that's a heck of a result isn't it yeah Yeah. did not expect that necessarily and so I'm pretty happy about that. Chris Durkin wasn't playing because he had a yellow card accumulation, which happens, but yep. we pulled out a 3-2 win. And uh, I think pretty exciting, not too much necessarily to look into, but we were definitely not the favorites there. We were, you know, and so. Yeah, I was just, re- just
1: reading up on it. Um, One little stat about it is it's the first time fans have been behind in the tournament and for them, that's them out. That's 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 an
0: absolute awesome result. Yeah, I mean, watching it, it was it was a pretty exciting game too, and and so yeah. I think yeah, we went up basically one zero, and then we went down two to one, or yeah, two to one, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then we came back, and it was just like so exciting, and we definitely have a lot of talent. We have a team that is mostly playing professional minutes, and so that's good. I mean, you that's have really to. Good. That's the big difference, right? Like a lot of like France obviously has a lot of that too, but but yeah, the the big difference between even maybe you know 10 20 years ago is those players on our youth national teams didn't have the opportunity to do that. They were playing in college, they were playing like those kind of things, and having these development academies in MLS teams and the USL is a big part of this as well. Um, yeah, especially I mean even for Chris Durkin who played with the Kickers for a while. Yeah. To part of their development and it really shows the the amount of investment that this country's been doing to bring up players and and in our own weird way i guess but still it's it seems to be working we have a, a very talented team with a bunch of young professional players who were able to beat out france who hasn't lost yet so
1: yeah it's it's good for the future it's good to see that that youth has been really heavily invested in it. it's it's good to see and it. it's it looks like you from again reading some comments on Twitter about it, that it was a really good brand of football that the under twenties are playing right now. It seems to be quite exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, even looking at these games, it's very, for the most part. There's obviously some some not so great stuff, but for the most yeah. part, it's definitely something that I'm not used to seeing, an Amer- like an American team play like this, like on any level. Yeah, and so it's just kind of like crazy, and and I and I'm finding it really fun to watch and follow. And the thing that I think this will also help us with is in America, we have a lot of potential people in our pool in our pool who yeah. are Mexican-American. Yeah. And so like dual nationals and, and getting them to see like, oh, like, well, Mexico, they lost all their games, I think, and okay. they're out of the tournament. And so maybe seeing this is, is one of the ways that we either keep the players that we have kind of in our system or maybe even bring some, some over from the Mexican side. Um, yeah. I know uh, Alex Mendez on the U20 team who also didn't play because of the yellow card accumulation yep. today, but he is one of those dual nationals who looks like to be a, a really creative and really talented young midfielder who could definitely be the future player on the senior team not too far from now. And That's good. watching him do free kicks is like amazing. Like it's it's <laughs> especially for someone of his age, it's it's pretty crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that because that just happened and I'm excited about it. So,
1: no, absolutely. I don't blame you. I think, um, again, I'm just having a quick read up on it now. Uh, you've got uh, Ecuador on uh, Saturday. Um, I'm not, I, I, I'll be honest, i am not really caught up with much of the under 20 World Cup. Um, I think that's mainly because I think we're in England, we've been partaking in the Toulon tournament, but uh, uh, Ecuador in the quarterfinals. So, um how far further do you think you guys can actually um go in this
0: tournament yeah that's a good question i think ecuador is pretty good at this level uh they just beat uruguay and are the reigning south american champions so okay they're they're pretty good they're they're performing better than their senior team uh, like relatively yeah so i'm i'm kind of nervous about it but i mean if we can pull out a win against France without Chris Durkin and without Alex Mendez. And I think yeah. Alex Mendez is probably our best player. Or, or definitely a top two or three. So I think mm. we can pull this out. At least t- trying to go to the final, I hope. Uh, but yeah. I think it's definitely there for us if we if we want it. And they really, really dig in and, and try. Because, I mean, France is was probably the best team in the tournament. As far as I can tell. So oh, yeah. Fingers crossed that you're getting...
1: At least make the semifinals, if not the final, because yeah, it's good to see, and it's going to be great for the future, especially when it's coming up to the next World Cup in uh, uh, 2022. Um, that's going to be one to look out for, you guys. I reckon.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's it's interesting because yeah, we have this U20 tournament right now, the World Cup uh, U20 World Cup, and the women's World Cup's coming up pretty soon. Yes. And yeah. which US is pretty well positioned for, as usual. Yeah. And the the gold cup and so I'm thinking like you know if we if we're able to pull out like U20 men's win or even getting to the final would be a huge deal. Yeah. Um and a women's win and potentially a men's gold cup victory I think it kind of could be a big turning point for uh soccer in this country. Yeah. I think um, I'm just gonna put this out. Our our
1: girls from over here will like uh, give you your girls a good run this World Cup. I reckon after what ha- after we finished um the third, third, I think it was in the last World Cup.
0: Yeah, they they're doing pretty well. They also won the there was like a cup around here called the uh, She Believes Cup. Yes, and yeah. England won that one, and yeah. so they're doing pretty well as well. Yeah, it's um, and we've got a, a
1: former England den- international men's. Uh, coaching right now with Phil Neville, which is um, interesting to see because he seems to have actually kept um, the style of play going and actually we're doing some quite good attacking stuff at the moment in the women's in the women's game, which I'm really pleased to see. It's it's nice to see us doing rather well. I just love to see the women's game grow and continue to grow with uh, how it's doing across the world right now because I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of press coverage, especially over here right now. It's a, it's a lot on Channel 4, which is one of the uh, big TV channels across the nation. You've got it a lot on BBC as well. Um, they've even got... Um, right, you've obviously been obviously U.K. Did you ever watch Match of the Day when you were over here?
0: I don't think so.
1: No, so Match of the Day for you guys over in the U.S. is it's kind of our Saturday night um, Premiership catch-up, the EPL catch-up uh, highlight show. So um it, it's been running for over 50 years now so it's kind of a british staple it's always on bbc one and what they do now is actually straight after that they'll also show the um the women's super league in the uh from england as well so they show the highlights from that as well which is actually really good to actually have on here and then on channel four we've also on a saturday morning they will show highlights from across the world from the women's game as well so it's good to see that coverage has been happening in the women's game as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that uh, happened in uh, New Jersey, uh, I guess it was the day after we faced the New England Revolution a couple weeks ago, I guess. So yeah. they had a, the U.S. Uh, women's national team had a send, o- send off match versus Mexico okay. uh, in Red Bull Red Bull Arena. And it uh, yes, yeah. 100% sold out. It was yeah. pretty amazing. I wish I could have made it, but I was stuck up in Boston. But the, the funny thing about that is, like, they were, they were selling that out. And when the Red Bulls play, they have to tarp up a bunch of the, the seats because they can't even fill it. And so that was kind of like very cool to see that the women's team was able to, to fill that stadium.
1: Yeah, um, I actually know a few people who went over to the game, and from the pictures and the videos, it looked like an absolute cracking atmosphere as well.
0: Yeah, it did. It looked really fun, and there was a lot of, like, podcasters there and, like, uh, people from Twitter and stuff like that, so it looked really fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really did. And it's good to see that the women's game can outsell the Red Bulls.
0: Yeah. (laughs) God, I hate the Red Bulls, (laughs) but... but yeah so anyway i think that's all for this week uh anything else do you want to tell people how to find you your your twitter and, and website
1: yeah so just obviously a little reminder on that so on twitter it's at dc united kingdom um if you want to have a listen in to my podcast as well at um if you search on the on your favorite podcast app uh, the dc united kingdom podcast um our website is dcunitedkingdom.com. and we're also on Facebook and Instagram now, um, at DC United Kingdom FC.
0: Awesome stuff. So yeah, go ahead and check him out. Uh, a lot of the stuff I I love. I like to listen to the podcast, and so yeah, um, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.